Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 117. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in the studio today is Oscar Morphew. Hey, hey. And here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. Yeah, hi, hi. And thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. How are we doing, fellows? I like that it's 117, so we're spelling our numbers with letters. (laughs) Well, you really do reach a point where Mm. numbers just don't do it for you anymore. Yeah, we we have to... It's such a monumental event, we have to individually call out each number. Oh, yeah. They're not 117, they're 117. Well, that's scientific. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just more efficient that way, you know, to, rather than say 117, you know, that's so many extra syllables. Yeah. <sighs> no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> They're not Buffalo Springfield 2, it's Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. That's the best <laughs> equivalent I could come up with. <laughs> and the S Club 7, you know, they didn't name all the individual members. That's because they weren't worth it. Yeah. Well, now there's only three of them, so. <laughs> I hear they're doing well. I hear they're happy. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. And so we're here to review The Simpsons. And this news will have happened, you know, a couple of weeks since release. But mm-hmm. yeah, we just found out this morning that Simpsons are officially renewed for 31 and 32. <laughs> I'm going to broach this positivity. Woo! Podcast till we die! Yeah. <laughs> Aruga. <laughs> yeah, so... Like, I haven't fully decided how we're going to tackle it, and you might have noticed, podcast listeners, that we haven't done a season 30 episode yet, and it's because I didn't know if this was worth making a new era over, and mm. I guess now it is. <laughs> Ooh, the 30 plus. Yeah. The over the hills. I'm thinking either the Disney era or the 30s. I don't, I don't know which one yet. Dirty 30s, yeah. Oh, dirty 30s. And yeah, that they probably will be, because uh, I don't know if you've seen any season 30 yet, but it is garbage Mm -hmm. but no surprises there but anyway before we get to that era we are still reviewing the um the other three eras that we've been reviewing for the last two and something years Uh, and starting out today we just watched an episode from the hd era this was season 27 episode 11 one of the worst titles in simpsons history teenage mutant milk caused hurdles like uh, like like points for trying? Teenage Mutant Milk Cost Hurdles, Teenage Mutant Yeah. <laughs> like it's, I don't mind it. <laughs> I, I I meant, you know, it's not like cancer. <laughs> Put that on the box. Yeah. And the Simpsons, it. season 27, not like cancer. Yeah. Not like cancer. No. Yeah, put it in the playlist with the Future Armor episode, Teenage Mutant Leela's Hurdles. They've even, so they've already done oh, it. Oh, yeah. no, that's... You, mm, maybe it is like cancer. <laughs> Put that on the box. <laughs> so it was first released in January of 2016, directed by Timothy Bailey, not the Australian weatherman, and written by Joel H. Cohen. In this episode, Homer buys Buzz milk, which is loaded with hormones, and Lisa and Bart exper- and Maggie as well experience early puberty. And uh, Meanwhile, Bart has a crush on his teacher, and he's growing a moustache, and... And Lisa covers up her acne with makeup, which she finds makes her more popular. What did we think? Uh, it's problematic. It, yeah. there, 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 there's lots of problematic elements in this episode, but mm. like overall, I kind of liked the rough shape of it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a fair. I did write, uh, you could serve this in hospitals instead of morphine. <laughs> because mm. I just felt numb by the end of it. I just, I can't mm. even find my belt to take the knife out to attack this episode. I just, I'm limp and dead. <laughs> This is one where I hate the premise, but 
I think I did an okayish job with it. Well, they did elements were okay, but my other note was this is paced like a lobotomized mule pulling a three-wheeled tractor through a swamp made of molasses. <laughs> molasses. Mm. It's just so slow and draggy, and they're just such dead air moments that it mm. just uh, and it goes for. Ever. It has like 17 it, parts. It is it is a really long episode. Yeah, yeah. I swear like, we went to ad break like six times. And we had an extended... Yeah, extended couch gag. Yeah, with with one of the guest animators. Yeah, so in theory this is actually a shorter episode, but it... it yeah, that's it, crazy. It went for four months. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you guys for, you know, taking time out of your jobs to <laughs> review yeah. this extraordinarily long episode. Oh my god, 17 weeks long. Like, yeah. I mean, how is that allowed to, like, know. show on television? Television. Yeah, well, it's that slow TV everyone's going crazy oh, for. Oh, man, they love it. It's the age of, like, yeah. literally an age of television. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, starting out, for better or worse, what moments stood out to you? We'll start with you, Oscar. Mm, let's say the milk. The milk. The milk, I liked how it it took its time. You know, like, it kind of was planted and it kind of kicked off the, I guess, a NB story yeah. is in the background. They didn't really figure it out until later, but we kind of saw it. I, I, I thought it, I don't know, restraint is the wrong word for a HD era <laughs> episode, but it felt interesting compared to all yeah. of the other HD episodes. You weren't being bludgeoned with its plot point. Yes. Yes. It, there was an element of subtlety. I thought it was going to be, yeah, Marge would figure out, oh, it's the milk causing hormones. It would like, be like her rallying against milk, you know. Yeah, it, it would, she knows. was going to immediately, like, mm. as soon as the problem presented itself, the solution would have been figured out. Yeah. Whereas Where, that wasn't the case. Mm, it was more about how they deal with the, the effects of said milk. Yes. Yeah. And you're right, they did plant the seeds early with, like, Homer's thought bubble and Marge going, now get milk, go get expensive milk, otherwise it's going to be loaded with hormones. And sort of planting the seeds of the plot, which, uh, kind of obvious, but also it's the effort that they don't usually make these days. Mm. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, to actually lay the groundwork before they tread it. Yeah. But did you guys like how Apu's selling the milk to Homer and all that? Well, that's the part of the episode that stood out to me, Elliot J. O'Neill. For yeah. better or worse? Uh, for worse, because he goes to, this clip will show everything. Yeah. But, and it just made me think, the clip itself is not terrible, but it just made me think how much quicker and sharper these used to be on the, hi, I'm Troy McClure, and he would go through the little yep. infomercial, like, yes. you know, not eating meat is for grade A morons, you know, that, and it was just sharp, and it was funny, and it was good. The best joke we got out of this one is... Jimmy's, you know, drinking his milk. He's like, this milk is boring. It's like, well, we could engineer a new Jimmy, but instead we engineered new milk. But it was yeah, like... that That's a good joke. Yeah, it just needed to be quicker and more concise. It was just kind of rambled. And for a while, I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, And the anime, because it went from them into like kind of animation, but it was like, it was so middle of the road in terms of, the, you know, like if this was like an older episode it would have been like very distinct yeah as in animation like an old anytime you cut to Troy McClure it's usually a slightly faded frame yep. so you know it's an this educational is, yeah it's, this is shot on terrible film because it's a cheap educational film because like this is all like HD everything's mm. the same sort of clarity they're yeah. not playing yeah. with like the grade with it which or, is at weird all. because that extended couch gag we got for the lazy rider had like film grain and like screen tearing for like mm -hmm. the old VHS cassette 
it shows that they can do these kind of things. They just don't think about them. Yeah, that's it. And it looked so distinct as well, the couch gag. It was just, yeah, that total 80s action yeah. style. And you know what and- it is? That'll be, because that clip will be YouTubed and this clip won't be. So they put the extra effort in the stuff they know is going to get promoted on the social medias, whereas the well, actual also, content like, of their episode gets ignored. Well, that was one of the, like, guest animator, right? Like, that, like mm. that's an outside yeah. people. It's like the, uh, like, I don't know, have you guys done the Rick and Morty opening? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was actually one of our firsts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is fantastic. And, we, and yeah. I feel like that is the thing that gets any traction now online for The Simpsons is when they have someone else come in, do a couch gag that goes for like a minute and a half, two minutes, yeah. and it's just like, oh, that's cool. But also it feels like... BuzzFeed's all like, look at this Simpsons crossover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a reason to watch it. It's like, no, there's no... Yeah, yeah. no, there's Put not. that quality into your goddamn episodes and then there's a reason to watch it. Yeah, and it's like when they did the like picture a day couch gag and all that. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. It's just all for the YouTube clicks. Cause, and during the American election in 2016, they were doing like these Trump shorts and mm-hmm. yeah, that's happened. Now anyway. that real life is more ridiculous than the Simpsons shorts, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I didn't care much for the infomercial and i think yeah they were going for that information dump this thing contains flubbin emanates and remanates and some other stuff that look at all the happiness it's going to bring your family you don't need that you just need to know that it's made by a soda company and like a poo says some like rattled off thing like that's done in three lines exactly yeah. and harpoo's whole like used car salesman routine didn't do anything for me either i want to get you into a milk today and it's like that's not how it works milk goes into you yep <sighs> and then homer's like well i'm not easily swayed but i'll take 20 cartons like why like you need more i get what you're doing but shut up mm. Mm. so the moment of the story that stood out to me oh uh, god what do i pick the stash or the acne the stash or the, or the... no i'm gonna go with maggie uh-huh. i really wish that we saw more uh, super buff maggie yeah i wrote in my notes magro because she looked like aggro from aggro's oh, cartoon yeah, the eyebrows really did. <laughs> oh yeah that's a Same. deep australian tv cut for all you international listeners yeah <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he's turned into a problematic individual as well. Sorry, just weird that we live in an age where puppets have become a problem. Yeah. <laughs> problem puppets. It's a thing. Don't YouTube it. Because... I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to think about it. I realize oh, no, it is no, a no. serious issue, but it's just like, even the puppets, man. Even the puppets. Oh, dude, there's this, like, 10-minute collection of Agro's cartoon connection behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and he's just constantly harassing his co-host. Man, it is so bad. <sighs> Fuck you, Agra. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe we have to say that now. <laughs> yeah, so, like, Butts crush on his teacher and the stash and all that. I think the thing that bugged me about this was Lisa came in at the end and said, look, we've been under the influence of hormones. And his crush started before he drank the milk. Yeah, mm. like, I like the mm. idea that Bart gets a crush on his teacher, but Skinner has one as well, and they have, like, an extended yeah. rivalry. I yeah. really like that concept. I don't like any of the material that played out because, you know... It's got to be operating under Bart, under the illusion that, you know, his teacher, who's 28 years older than him, is going to yeah. be interested in the slightest. But, you know, it's that child naivete and the fact that she's taking an interest in his education, but he's mistaking that for taking an interest in him. I like the beginning where mm. he's like, oh my God, my teacher is cool. What am I doing? Am I sitting upright? Are my hands folded together like a nerd? I better fix this. Oh God, now one of them is raised. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. But um, it's just everything else that kind of just downhill and didn't do anything or go anywhere. Like there's a bit where... 
he's watching them make out and he's like, oh, I'm going to get them back. And then they deliver a box load of rodents to him. And his prank is he puts it in the chocolate box and that lasts a half second. Mm. And it's yeah. like, that was no payoff for all that setup you spent so long putting together. That's your third act. That's how you end his storyline with some big thing that was goes that with somewhere. Conf- with conflict, his yeah. story ends without him talking to Skinner or to the substitute. Yeah. It's Lisa coming in and going, this isn't working for you. And he's like, oh, you're right. And like, there's no conflict or drama or any kind of collision there. It's just two it's, separate it's things. It's so crazy. It's, it's like uh, someone walking yeah. up and just going, oh, by the way, I've had a revelation. I've decided to stop trying to destroy you. And like, who the hell are you? Yeah. Like, I didn't even know you were a part of my life, let alone you've now moved past that point. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was just Agnes in the end that broke them apart, and that was unsatisfying in the way that they were just sort of resting on their tropes. And I think the big thing that bugs me about this storyline is that very early on, Miss Barrera gets taken out of the story, Mm. and it's no longer about her or building her Mm. character or even giving her any characteristics, because once Bart and Skinner realise they both have a crush on her, she doesn't have a character anymore. She is just an object. And that would be fine if that was what they brought around in the end. Like, she has a moment of, you're both being jerks, you're eight, and you're a man who's old enough, and you're my boss. Yeah. Neither of you should be in this position. Yeah. And she's set up as this, like, very cool, very strong character. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, like, I liked a lot of that. It was, yeah, uh, it's just, like, that's interesting. Like, yeah, the beginning of this episode has lots of good promises. Hmm. And it just, yeah, it's not. Yeah. And, yeah, it's sort of a waste of a good guest actor in uh, Sofia Vergara. 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 Yeah. So, for those that you don't know, it's Gloria from Modern Family. And, yeah, I thought she did fine. Yeah, again, she didn't have a lot to work with. It was mm. kind of refreshing that they gave her, like, yeah, this buff war veteran character yeah. because very easily for Sofia Vergara, you could have just done a Gloria again. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. You know, the the sexy uh, Latina. Latina. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I do appreciate she's more muscular and a former army veteran, which I like that as an in mm. for Skinner as well. Yep. As an in for both of them, that is what Bart would respond to. And that's like, that's a nice connection point, like a believable Mm -hmm. human connection point for Skinner and her. It's like that they both are vets. It's like, but they really didn't do anything with that either. Like, what a shame. Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? I have never seen this episode. Yeah. Big fat zero for me. Only once before. And I'm pretty sure that like... Because I didn't really remember it while we were watching, and I'm like, yeah, I really just saw Bart stash and then blocked it out from thereafter. Because yeah, it's, it's hard to forget that image. This yeah. episode is mostly static, so. Because <laughs> yeah, you see his stash like standing on yeah. ends, like hair static. Oh, like sta- like a yes. static pun. <laughs> yeah, not going anywhere. <laughs> no, not going anywhere <laughs> from that. Oh man, there was one point where Bart's stash was. It's the whole Simpsons, you know, being yellow and having blonde hair. Yeah, oh, his, that's like mustache. So like, off-putting when you. He first comes in with that. Yeah. yeah. When it goes from like this the little uh, seven lines, black lines, and then it becomes like, I don't know what you call it, the uh, Pringles man kind yeah, of he, stash. he gets a little flicky boys. Yeah. But then later on it, at its full stash, it, oh, man, it looks like Zoidberg's like uh, <laughs> face tentacles at point. Ew. Yeah. Not good. So let's talk about some of the wackiness of this episode. Uh, Bart has a mustache. Yep. Mm. Indeed. Oh, fuck. Homer shaves. And has a butt chin. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we've seen your chin before, Homer. This is not canon. 
Yeah, this was my uh, Simpsons did it moment for me. Is uh, oh, you got to teach him how to shave, and it's like yeah, Bart teaches Homer to shave because he doesn't take the take plastic, the plastic off. off. Mm. He's got a bum chin, and it's like yeah, no, I just want that clip of Tina from Bob's Burgers going non-canonical. Yeah, because that's what this is like. It's like no, no, this is not what Homer's face is. Yeah. And I don't mind the Simpsons retreading ground if they do something good with it. But yeah, this shaving scene just, it didn't play. It was dumb. Homer was way too stupid. And it just reminds you of the old shaving scene with yeah. little bits of toilet paper there, yeah. there, and there, anywhere else you're bleeding. There, there. <laughs> yeah. And now some aftershave. <laughs> we don't need to quote the next bit. Screaming. <laughs> Other wacky moments. So yeah, Lisa and her acne and all that. I didn't mind that. I thought that like... It wasn't as ridiculous as Bart's stuff, and it, I don't know, I, I feel like I hadn't seen anything like that with The yeah. Simpsons. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's like I when... mean, they're children, so it's hard to do, like, teenage stories, but that's a good way, that's how you do it on The yeah. Simpsons, by yeah. having them drink hormone-injected milk. Like, that's exactly how you do it. That's a great idea. Yeah, I didn't like the execution. I like the idea she becomes like a socialite kind of thing. There's just nothing to it. starting to wear makeup now. That yeah. There's no meat to that B-plot. It's no. just like three scenes she has pimples and so marge covers it up she goes to school and people are like finding her attractive i guess i guess or just like mature like or she's just standing out now you know before she was a bit of a plain jane and but a thing that bugged me about this story was that when she goes to the party it's not like people were fawning over her then she says Mm. something to sherry and terry and they don't even respond to her yeah it's like i don't know what the status quo is is she what she thinks she is yeah and is that what's at stake here or is it literally gone to her head and she thinks she's really great but it's like everyone's like yeah it's the same lisa yeah exactly wearing rouge but no, it's like Lisa's diet. There's just no steaks. Like, I'm really proud of that one, actually. Because <laughs> uh, when she makes that big impassioned speech at the end, there's nothing to it. Because like you said, there was three scenes and there was yeah. no build-up. Yeah, and they try to do the intentional undermine of that big moment with yeah. her removing the makeup to show she has acne. And people are like, you don't have acne. Yeah. So, oh, okay. And yeah, you just feel like that shouting guy in the crowd. Is there a point to this? Yeah, yeah. I know. You, they mm. literally had that. Yeah, you're right. It's just, it's the lack of any kind of steaks because... Whether that crowd accepts her or not, we don't care. There's nothing to care about. No, no it's not centralized on like a new character who she's like been accepted by, yeah. who's really cool, who was the person who invited her to this yeah, party. There's, which no, is, yeah. there's no moment of do they love me or do they love the makeup? You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's such a shame because they clearly had time to work with. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, there's so much you could cut in this. Yeah. There's oh. So much. It's a very gristly episode. Yeah. Though someone just, I say a line. I respond to line. It's like there's so much dead air between it. There's no momentum or flow. It's just... mm. The other wacky thing I wanted to mention was, yeah, Homer's thought bubble with Marge. I kind of like the joke of then he starts thinking about baseball and then Marge is getting milk. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there's ads in these things now. I kind of like that. I like the sign gag on the milk she's holding, which it says, milk gently yanked from a cow. <laughs> gently <laughs> yanked. Yeah. It was like, I was like, that's really Once nice. again, sign gags. <laughs> Always sharp. And wacky old Ralph at the end. I like how he came to comfort Lisa. Yeah, but then there's a weird bit where she's like, Helios, oh, you want to hold hands? And she's like, oh, how clean is that hand? And then he sucks his hand. He's like, cleaner. And, like, and she holds his hand, which is now covered in spit. And mm. she knows that. She was desperate for friends at the time, I guess. <laughs> she was already not willing to hold his hand without knowing where it had been. Now she knows where it's been, and it's gross, and she does it anyway. Yeah. It's kind of weird how taking baths in the sink was, like, her bottom line, though. 
Yeah, she's got a weird bottom. We've learned that about Lisa. She'll turn on you at random points. Yeah. There have been entire episodes where she struggles to have friends. Then one of the friends says, oh, by the way, I like something you don't. She runs away. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. So this is why you're alone, Lisa. It's your own fault. But yeah, Ralph's classic line and in James Earl Ralph style. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll be eating crayons for one now. That's so sad, James L. Ralph. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So how about the heart of this episode? Did we feel the bumps? I should have, and I think that's what's annoying me. Mm. Like, I feel like we should have had a plot line where Bart's fawning over his teacher, except she's living an adult life and maybe even dating Skinner, and he just doesn't get that. Yeah. And we should feel something about that, and we don't. Well, because, like, what Bart has to gain from that relationship isn't, like, a romantic partner. No. But he still has power to take it away from Skinner. Yes. Yeah. Which is where that drama is. Like, she's not going to date a 10-year-old. No. And his imagination of her isn't any kind of realistic date. He's out in the jungles shooting guns with her and blowing a guy up and pouring blood into a champagne glass. He's got a you know, 10-year-old's concept of what the I mean, relationship with her would be like. I mean, that's love, right? Yes. <laughs> exactly. And I, I like... Find a girl that you can uh, drink out of a heart with. Oh. <laughs> oh Valentine's man. Day is coming up. <laughs> I really liked that fantasy sequence though actually yeah. it's like cross moon river and it's full of butts and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i would have liked it a lot more if that had been more of a part of it if it's this yes. is his ridiculous concept of what this and you know have that collide with reality but it didn't yeah. happen yeah because you make mm. a great point oscar it's that he has nothing to gain out of it but he can destroy skinner through this mm. and skinner has a troubled romantic history. And at this point in the show, like, they quietly killed off Krabappel. And, you know, yeah. I mean, she's the substitute teacher for this. And good thing she took over from Willie because <laughs> he wasn't reaching these kids. Nah. Ark, how do I reach? I can't do a Scottish accent. Ach, how do I reach these kids? <laughs> it's kind of Mexican. I know. Well, <laughs> it's got to be split between that and the actual Mexican. I need my haggis. <laughs> <laughs> I do dislike when he says, it's time for Scotland's shame, and pulls out bagpipes. Yeah. No, Scotland's shame is the slaughter of the clan of MacDonald. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Helping hey, the British. The more you know. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, him him vaping. Oh, it's like he won't yeah. use it to vape, that torture trumpet. See, it has, use it to vape. It has a bit with Willie not being able to reach these kids, and then it has a bit with the Simpsons not being able to reach these kids by going, ooh, vaping, that's a thing they do now. Yeah. Let's get yep. our Jewel and Cardi B on. Yeah, word. <laughs> Very, like, it, that dates it. Yeah, horrendously. Even, even though, like, people, like, are still vaping now, it was, like... Yeah, such a pop culture Mentioning it is now. Yes, you're like it, it was a character attribute. Yeah, that's enough character development for for someone <laughs> for me. I know who they are. No, you yeah, don't. welcome to 2012. You don't know vapors. Vape Nation is an incredibly diverse place. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Torture Trumpet was fine, but then yeah, just didn't need to be there. But so since Skinner's got a really troubled romantic history, Krabappel's mm. mm. died. Like this is. A point where you could have injected some heart in the episode with having Skinner go to Bart. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, instead he actually treats him like a rival. And I think that's yeah. really stupid. I would have loved to have seen a mature Skinner episode where he's like, here's someone I can relate to from the war context and maybe it's time for me to move on. Mm. That would have been great. And playing with the craziness of puberty. Yeah. And hormones. Yes. And like being like, what are you doing, Bart? Like... Have yeah. him go like kind of you know hormone crazy after this person and just yeah. kind of Bart's all I've got a mustache now I'm a man and Skinner's like you're ten 
Yeah. And you don't know what life is like yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's illegal for this woman to date you. Yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, though, guys, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? It feels like when you can't sleep properly and been marathoning The Simpsons all day and then you're trying to sleep and you're getting like mishmash of episodes playing in your head as you're trying mm-hmm. to drift off. Mm. And it's mildly coherent. Like, I was sick recently, and I was trying to get to sleep, and I had this weird... I've been playing Celeste and watching The Simpsons a bunch. I had a dream where if you finished an episode of The Simpsons, you could then play through it in Celeste, and I was doing, like, a Twitch stream of it, <laughs> showing people how to do it. And unlike real life, I was really good at it. <laughs> it was like that, where I woke up and went, that was really good. Wait, that didn't happen. Wait, that's not even a thing. What? How? Yet. What? <laughs> yet. It's yeah, not yet. a thing yet. Yeah. Brain, I'm putting you on paid leave. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. What do you reckon? <sighs> no, I, n- not really. Maybe 25% felt like The Simpsons. Yeah. And then a whole lot of it just kind of was like, this feels almost like fan art. Mm. <laughs> like, it... Yeah, this is an episode by DeviantArt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just I was scrolling through Tumblr and <laughs> this is a story I found. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we said Skinner sort of felt off. I mean, you're bending the characters a little bit because of this whole puberty angle, mm. which, I mean, I agreed with you. I think... It could have been a lot worse than it was. Mm. But yeah, the show as a whole felt off, even though specific character integrity, I yeah. think they mm. were fairly true to themselves. Fairly true, but it just feels like they had most of the episode and they go, oh wait, here's Darren. He understands how to put emotions into thing. Darren, work on this for 20 minutes. He's like, uh, okay, um, fix this and this and oh, I'm out of time. What is a Simpson? Yeah, yeah. it was just like hints and elements of something that could have been a more character-driven story. It, I reckon this looks this episode looks great on the whiteboard. Yeah. Like yeah. Broken down, yep. you're like, this is good. You know, like, there's something here. We haven't yeah. done this before. It's like it's you like, said, it's an easy access for them to tell teenage stories with their prepubescent characters. Yeah, without doing like a future episode. Yeah. It's, yeah. And that's a really good idea, especially to tread new ground, but it just it didn't land. And I no. feel like someone lost the plot part of the way through. But ultimately, would you watch it again? I honestly can't even tell. I was so numbed by this one, so probably not, but... Not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't... No. Yeah. No. Yeah, there's a lot of HD era episodes I'd put over this one. Like, yeah, I'm still trying to decide where I'm going to rank yeah, it, me but too, like, not really. So, BT, what are some things you'd like to change? I mean, shit, I think we've covered it throughout the conversation. I think it says a lot that every single discussion point on this questionnaire, we've talked about what we could change to make it better. Yeah. I feel like that may have just helped me pick what my rank is going to be. <laughs> How about you, Oscar? Anything you'd like to change? Yeah, no, I feel like we've covered it. It's mm-hmm. like, there's good stuff here. Yeah. If you just pull back on, like, maybe entirely get rid of Millhouse in this episode because... He just drops in and out. Yeah, literally steps in from, uh, you know, off screen and yeah. says... There's a, a line and leaves again. and Like, d- why? Yeah. There was something I kind of liked about is, oh, I've got to move around my freeze tag at 3pm. And he's like, uh, just cancel. Well, ha- just, like, but to- I mean, widen the frame, have Millhouse walking past instead of him just in frame, then out of frame. It was just, it's the staging of it that bothers me. Mm. So I'm actually going to go the opposite way in that... I want them to take a lot of time out of the start that they yeah wasted with couch gag and mm-hmm. Homer driving around and all that. And I actually want to see like a handful of other kids also yeah. feeling mm. the effects of this milk. Because, I mean, it's a product that's out there and this is a relatively low-income town and this is a cheap milk. Like Totally. Yeah. That's what Simpson used to do so good as yeah. like, social commentary of like middle working class families and like... 
Yeah, because you, know, yeah. you, you kind of get the hint that Homer's buying this milk because he's wowed over by the advertising, but the like organic milk was sixteen dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's like, and, and that's uh, a real struggle for like a lot of people. Yeah, is is affording fresh food and like good quality stuff. It's like that's why there's such a like a health crisis in like you know here and in you know the yeah, states and, and especially and, in the states. Yeah, where it's like an apple is four dollars and fries are fifty cents. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Like fast food restaurants do best in low income areas. And yeah, that's a serious problem. And yeah, kids are getting like all screwed up from the hormones and shit. So there is, yeah, so much oh, gold in that mine. Such fertile ground. <laughs> such a mixed and now opportunity. it's been salted. <laughs> salted. Did you have to salt the earth so nothing would ever grow again? Well, yeah. <laughs> BT, any other notes? I think I'm out, actually. Let me have a quick look here. Was there anything else we wanted to say about the couch gag as well? We don't normally talk about them, but it was pretty prominent. I mean, I thought it was pretty good stylistic. I think it's, I like Mm. how it's become a bit of a meme, that version of Homer. That's kind of funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, like, stylistically on point, and I liked a lot of the character models, even though a lot of them were pretty unsettling. Yeah. I like Flanders and stuff, but they just did this thing where then they showed the Simpsons on the couch, and then Maggie Yeah, the last bite was terrible. Uh, mm. reruns and that's oh fuck off you yeah. had it you were doing so well you I just go yeah. straight into it you don't need that yeah. yeah you don't need that Simpsons come on it's yep. like that other couch gag where they're doing like the power of 10 thing where they keep mm-hmm. zooming out and zooming out mm. and then Homer just finishes up by going huh weird yeah. or the evolution one where Marge is like did you get the milk yeah uh, what is it with you and milk, Marge? God <laughs> damn it. Oh, so not that we said we'd watch this again, but there is like a milk, a dodgy milk playlist in The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, it's M- milk. Yep. Oh, yes. The rat milk. <laughs> hey, that was the other one. Yeah, you guys got it. People love rats, but they don't want to drink their milk. So oh, yeah, such a better episode. Milk with <laughs> vitamin R and yeah, the rat milk, which came from Squeaky Farms brand genuine animal milk. <laughs> I, I do like in that information, it's like, well, you said milk, but we legally can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, BT, any other notes? Yep. When Marge is trying to cheer uh, Lisa up, she's like, oh, so you have acne. That's why problems are dark. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. got a joke out of that. Oh. Yes, to hide the <laughs> <Yeah>. acne, Elliot. <laughs> I do like that you no longer have to teach this boy due to our one child left behind policy. <laughs> and I didn't like, but it still stood out, was, hey, it's a mustache, not a if you feel like it stash. Uh. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a fan of bad puns, but man, that was a bad one. <laughs> a lot of acrobatics to... Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was the you acrobatics the... that made it suck. <laughs> I like that, though, of Bart asking another mustached man. Yeah. yeah. But again, it leads back to that idea that he thinks he's a man now and can get other manly advice from other men. I was like, mm, no. Oscar, do you have any other notes? Yeah, I liked the line where Bart asks his new teacher, how many hospitals did you help? <laughs> yeah. And she says, negative three yeah. <laughs> in the army. Um, I thought that was quite dark and, yes, funny. <laughs> no, she had a great way of, like, yeah, dodging the horrible questions. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've committed atrocities. Next. <laughs> the, the shot where, where Bart gets his mustache plucked by Lisa Oof. and it goes to uh, Flanders. Flanders next door saying a mustache is, <laughs> is crying out in pain or something like that. He's got, like, a stash shining or something. Yeah. He's, shinning. He's got the shinning. There yeah. we go. We don't want to get sued. Don't want to get sued. <laughs> I'm trying to pun that, like, must shine. Machine. When has that like telepathic thing been done before, though? Uh, well, that's it's a little bit Star Wars of you know, yeah, as, uh, as though a thousand voices suddenly silent cried out in pain and were silenced. There was not uh, not many people on older end. No, no. No. Thousand people. <laughs> All those mustaches. All those mustaches. <laughs> yeah. Oh my lord! I felt a presence. One I haven't felt since. 
a mustache. Can you finish your sentences? <laughs> oh my god. My mustache, your mustache. Now we both have said mustache. mustache. All right, it's time for my final notes. Now it's time, and now it's time for his final notes. Elliot's final notes. Milhouse reveals he has a weird crush on Miss Krabappel, and like say, I could have done without that. Yeah, newspaper clip. Like especially because is sh- she dead? Yeah, they have implied in the show that she's dead. So th- yikes! They didn't actually <laughs> kill her off, but there is a scene where Flanders is like sitting at home. He's wearing a black armband, and there's two pictures: one of Maud, one of Krabappel. Oh, the- oh, because they got together. By the way, did you know that? Yeah, for yeah. long. Oh, Only wow. about two seasons because... Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it was well, canon. Yeah, it happened. Like, make it Lunch Lady Doris and make it the more awkward, <laughs> mm. you know, joke that, you know... Because it's not only weird because she's dead, it's weird because Krabappel was always a little bit sexual anyway. Yeah. Mm. So, like, if it had been Hoover, who's always buttoned down and boring, mm. that would have been kind of funnier, but to make it Krabappel is a little... That's a good point. Hoover would have been a really, like, a perfectly cromulent cromulent choice. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, because especially she gives off a pretty repressed vibe as well. But she embiggened him. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) 80 sitcom audience. (laughs) Don't go there. (laughs) So they're looking at the calendar and, like, Homer's like, Bart's all dressed up, but it's not court day. Hang Uh. on, let me see. I like the joke of looking at the calendar and seeing all the court days. but the follow-up. But then, yeah, he goes and over-explains it with the judge has a thing to do today. So He's that's becoming that, a citizen. Yeah, which feels like a weird bite at the American legal system or something. It's like, what? What, what is that a joke about? But yeah, again, they had the joke and they just, they put the ball down on the score line and then they picked it up and ran a bit further and put it down in the crowd. Mm. That counts as two points. That's <laughs> how sport works. Lisa had a weird setup of like... Oh, I hope it's not as bad as my birthday last. And that felt like it was going to be a thing that they dropped. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Um, you never really realize how big a, a, a bowling, bowling alley, alley is. is. Yeah. And I thought they were going to go into a setup of Lisa having a birthday. And it does make me wonder now that I say it out loud. Yeah. Why wasn't that big party at the end Lisa's party? Surely mm. she's popular now and she yeah. wants to and have redemption. And they even telegraphed that it was her birthday. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bart's like, what's wrong? Did Jazz die? I feel like that line. But again, it was one of those weird ADR lines yeah. where Bart's not even in the scene. It's just the voiceover. Mm. Um, Homer made a really funny, I, th- I forgot what the movie's called, Dangerous Minds or something, where he's yeah. like, you know, Bart's teacher will help teach him better, just like Michelle Pfeiffer did to Coolio, yep. which is funny because <laughs> Coolio wasn't in that movie. But he's in the clip. The, the... <laughs> yeah, the Gangster's Paradise film club. Yeah. <laughs> and like sitting across from Michelle Pfeiffer. And like... he's rapping at her and she's looking all serious. <laughs> yeah. I love how old that reference I know. is. Yeah. Like, like, even like when Simpsons was like great, so many of their references were way out of the realm of the people watching it then. It was mm-hmm. like so many outdated stuff, and I feel like so much of the HD era, they're trying so hard to be yeah. like, super relevant, and they're afraid mm-hmm. to be like to make like specific references like that. Yeah. Well, like, but that's good. That's funny. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I I got that reference. Yeah. And I think the line, you know, I'm biased because I know the reference, but I think the line is funny on its own. Like, it's quick, they move on from it. You know. Yeah. Anytime the joke is funny and you just keep moving, or if it's not funny, it doesn't matter because it's over. And I think we've, we've mentioned that before. A lot of times, like, I didn't like it, but it was over quick. Yeah. yeah. So when Lisa's hiding in her hoodie and she's eating carrots, oh, holy yeah. God, it looked like a prolapsed anus. Yep. 
Well, yeah, thanks yeah. for that, Elliot. It was. It was. Uh, all Put I thought about it is Instagram. the um, the the Family Guy joke. Yeah, where, where he puts the hoodie over and, and he pushes a, a, a chocolate bar out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's going to be one for the gift factory. You can't look at hoodies anymore. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so it turns out Snake was the owner of the Buzz Milk Company. I think he was just a telemarketer. Yeah, just the, oh, okay. the, the PR department. It was a funny joke when he was taking a note, though. Yeah. And he was, like, scribbling it with a knife into a, his cellmate's head. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and then had to erase. That's... Like, Sorry, our system is slow. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was okay. I liked it. So, Skinner mentions that Miss Barrera has a cat called Bowie with two different colored eyes. Yeah. Friends of the show and frequent panelists Danny and Claire have cats that have two different colored eyes. They have two, and they're on the opposite eyes. They're so cool. And if you blend them together, you get one perfect cat. Mm. <laughs> it is cool when they get all their cats to form Voltron together. Because mm-hmm. cats and Voltron, yeah, I know. that's made Voltron's of cats. Voltron's a cat, yeah. yeah. It's literally made of cats. <laughs> <laughs> that's and the giant mecha series I want to watch. Yeah. yeah. It's just lots of cats just forming together. walks around knocking things that's over. A great ki- <laughs> that's a great kaiju. <laughs> Many cats. Holy fuck, we got to write this thing. The internet will freak over it. Wow. <laughs> Marge says, now you're an expert in makeup like Ace Freely. That was a good cat. He's the guitarist from Kiss. (laughs) (laughs) And I liked Ralph's little twerge there, Balonely. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel Balonely. Yeah, that's a good Ralphism. Yep. And we see a bit more of Chalmers and Agnes' side fling. When? I wasn't paying attention. I meant when when the question I ask is, when will they show full penetration? (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Of the market. Of the market, guys. Penetration of the market. You know what you meant. Uh, They were ice skating together at the Uh, end. Okay. And my last note is, again, we had a a pointless sort of wrap-up act. Mm. So, like, fourth act where Bart was just yelling Carnegie Hall at Lisa and then, yeah, Maggie, like, decks them. There's a weird bit there, though, where Lisa's standing there playing and she's got, like, a box of reeds sitting next to her that's not referenced. And, again, it feels like a cut joke or a cut plot or something. It's just the remnants of something that once was. Yeah. It's like finding the remains of an ancient civilization, but it's a joke that didn't work. (laughs) So, it is time to rank this thing! On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh, you give it participant. But for the good rankings, you got okay bronze, good silver, excellent gold. But for the best of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to show you how it's done. Um, He says with confidence. <laughs> we've talked before about having a cubic failure ranking, <laughs> and I think this episode is kind of one of those. A little bit, where it's just <laughs> such an atrocity you have to... Not an atrocity, just... Something you have to experience the weird badness of. That's, yeah, car crash factor, man. You've got to yeah. just stop and look. But look, I'm going to give it a participant. And I was actually almost at a bronze, but especially in this chat, I'm ultimately more down on this episode. But I feel like it's one of the participants where it's not mm. flat throughout. It's just the highs and lows kind of evened each other out. BT, take it away. Yeah, I'm a little stuck on this one myself because... Everything I didn't like, I didn't feel strongly about. Like, I have no strong indicator on this one. Usually, that's what I go to a participant for. But then I'm thinking about none of the plot really worked for me and none of the jokes really worked for me. So even though this has some decent elements in its garbage pile, it's still a garbage pile. So I am going to go with a failure. The fact that we spent every single point of this questionnaire talking about how we could improve the episode, I think is what pushed it over for me. Like, I'm like, Mm. if we have this many ideas on how to change this, it's not working at all. 
How about you, Oscar? That's a really great point mm. of how many times... Yeah, how many other steps they could have taken. <laughs> because there are so many points in this episode where it actively failed. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I was going to go participation. I meant, like, I've been pushed down three rungs. I'm going to go failure. Wow. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it, it had promises. It mm. had a good opening, but it did. It was a failure. <laughs> yeah, and promises unkept are so much worse than never made. So. Oh, my God. That's it. It keeps delaying freeze tag, and it's just like, just cancel it all. Just already. cancel it. <laughs> Just cancel it. All right. Well, that'll make this one a shiny failure. And to be joining other such episodes as Codependence Day. Oh, the one with the car crash and Homer puts Marge in the driver's seat when he's drunk. Yeah. Not good. Oh. Marge versus Saskatatag. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When Springfield tries to ban children or something. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I agree with the policy. <laughs> the practice is... Come on. Well, that was the one with, like, Rufy, one, two, uh, tie your shoe, three, three four, four, pick, pick up, up the floor. floor. How do you pick up a floor? What else? Kiss Kiss Bang Bangalore, the extremely problematic episode where Homer goes to work at the Indian nuclear power plant. The fight before Christmas... You remember what happens in that one, don't you, BT? Ah, uh, is that the uh, one that does deserve the shiny failure? Oh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mo performs oral sex on Katy Perry. God, mm-hmm. I love that I'm not making that up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Shiny failure. It's such what? an abomination, what? you have to see what? it. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. <laughs> and he's a puppet at the time. <laughs> we'll explain. Uh, uh, <laughs> All right, no, finish the bit, we'll explain. <laughs> and also it'll be joining Mathlete's Feet, which we mentioned before. This is the one with the Rick and Morty couch gag and a bunch of other bullshit that sucks. Mm. All right, and before we move on to the teens era, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? I can't wait to hear what they said. Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Oh, Dennis the Wildcard Perkins. Gave this episode a B. So this is like a, like a bronze bordering silver on their scale. Okay, Dennis, justify okay. yourself. The idea of everyone's favorite perpetual 10 and 8-year-olds getting a patchy stash and pimples could have opened the mm-hmm. door for a lot of cynically risque jokes late-run Simpsons have been known to throw around. Instead, while the episode does suffer from a nondescript guest star and could use more time to fill out Barton Lisa's adventures in temporary teenager Dom, Joel H. Cohen's script makes the kids' confusion about their new state both character-appropriate and charming. A surprisingly sweet and funny episode. His main point there is, this one's good because it's not as smutty as it could have been. Yeah. And that's not praise. (laughs) That's praise by exception. That's different. Yeah, the absence of what you don't like isn't isn't really a good compliment. It didn't pull out my fingernails. Yeah. Four stars. Didn't hit me with the car. (laughs) Great driving. (laughs) All right, guys, it's time we move on to the Teens Era episode, and this episode has a a weird title to it as well. This one's called Worst Episode Ever, (gasps) and I don't think it's actually the worst episode ever, but we'll see. We'll see. What did Worst Episode Ever have to say about this? I'll actually just quickly check that. So it's actually far from Worst Episode Ever's Worst Episode Ever. Fascinating. It ranks currently at number 101. So that's, that's pretty like, high. Wow. Like, yeah, and they've Whoa. done like 120 or so episodes now. So that, yeah, that's on the very least of the worst episode ever side. Right. So that's good. Well, all right, we'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was season 12, episode 11, Worst Episode Ever. 
First released in February of Ought One, it was directed by Matthew Nastuck, written by Larry Doyle. In this episode, comic book guy has a heart attack and without any friends in his life, he puts Barton Milhouse in charge of the android's dungeon. What? And <laughs> Nice. And... In an effort to try and make more friends, he ends up befriending and having a romantic relationship with Agnes Skinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm raising my eyebrows very quickly. <laughs> hey, what do we think? Man, this one's a hell solid one. Yeah, this is a, this is a real good episode. Yeah. I had so much fun. Yeah. Mm. And I know it's such a ridiculous premise, but I, there's it's fun throughout. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And I think it's really great storytelling that there's not, strictly speaking, an A and B plot because they're both spawned mm. from the one event. Yeah. That, you know, Barton Milhouse running the comic book store and comic book guy getting friends comes from him having the heart attack. Mm. Yeah, it's really, really great. Yeah, yeah. It's making that first act that's usually a fuck you absolutely useful that mm-hmm. it shows the road that diverges in two. Yes. In Act 2. Yeah, yes. So, starting with you, Oscar, for better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Tom Savini's... uh was mine. Hey. <laughs> Tom Savini's guest appearance. Yeah. Which is, like, <laughs> it feels... It's very random. Mm. Yeah. I like that it was him. It felt yeah. like a deep cut. It was a little bit weird with, like, Bart being like, oh, man, the guy who did Creep Show. Well, I'm just like, <laughs> you have never seen Creep Show. Like, Dawn yeah. of the... It's like, it was a weird... Moment of like, you know, a, yeah. a teen era Simpsons being like, let's get this awesome special effects artist and actor and, yeah. and and bring him on. But yeah, the introduction and like just quietly, well, advertly telling the audience who it is. Man, yeah. I will say it did feel like the opening paragraph of his Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The special effects wizard behind Friday the 13th? Yeah. The very same. In Springfield? Yeah. <laughs> but I think they kind of leaned into that. Yeah. Like, they're like... Speaking of being banned from the Android's dungeon, here's a thing you can't go to. (laughs) I thought he did great in this episode as well. Mm. Yeah. mm. And they had a lot of fun with him. Like, you know, they cut back and his head's on the table. And And his shoulders is shrugging at the same time he's making a point. Oh, it's great. It does the whole gut buster, one more French fry exploding bit. Yep. Mm -hmm. They do this thing in a lot of animation, actually, where... If they have, like, a magician there, they'll do, yeah, completely unrealistic tricks. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they were doing that with him and the hand that turned into Thing from the Adams Family. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but I thought he was great. Mm. And, yeah, it's always good seeing him and stuff. Like, I love it especially when he makes his cameos in the Quentin movies and yeah, when yeah, he pops like- up and, you know, he... Becomes a vampire. And yeah. yeah. Dust till dawn. <laughs> Gets and... to play a character called Sex Machine who has a cock pistol. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you get to do that in life? Yeah. A couple. Yeah. A couple, times. Savini, a couple yeah. times. <laughs> you get in tight with Quentin and, you know. <laughs> it's cock pistols every day. Anyway, BT, for better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Well, seeing as I just had mine stolen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with comic book guy's secret stash. Yeah. That's, there's some great little quick cuts in that one. Like, even the simple one of, he's got the one of Kent Brockman picking his nose. Look, he's picking his nose. <laughs> yep, and they discover it by falling through the poster. And in my notes, I wrote down the She-Hulk redemption. Ah, uh, <laughs> snap. But then I like there's a callback later when the police show up and the kids try to exit by running through other posters and just running yeah, out of the wall. That, that's maybe my favorite joke <laughs> yeah, in the whole such, episode. It's, it's a little so quick, funny. quiet. Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, everything there. Mr. Rogers drunk. Oh, my <laughs> God. What do you mean I'm not allowed to take off my sweater? 
Hot! <laughs> I'm hot! <laughs> so, have you guys seen the Mr. Rogers documentary? Um, no, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, I wanted to, but I've heard it's like just genuinely heartwarming. It is. In Australia, we didn't really have his show. Mm. Like, So, I only ever knew him from references in other things. And again, this is another thing that I watched on a plane and I cried multiple times <laughs> because it's a beautiful documentary, paints a lovely picture of a wonderful man. And there is one part in the documentary where they were like, yeah, you know, all the shows like Saturday Night Live or other sketch shows that would, like, do parodies of him, it made him genuinely upset that, like, people thought there was oh. always this sinister underline to his nice guy thing. Oh, that's so like, sad. Like, you can't just be nice. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to be hiding something horrid. Yeah, and, like, even Al Jean met his wife who said he saw that <laughs> and he was like Al Jean was genuinely embarrassed about it so oh, yeah. jinkies <laughs> jinkies indeed Yikes. but I loved that for moving the plot forward and getting mm-hmm. Barton Milhouse to get on the same team again oh man immediate yeah it's such a good shorthand it's yeah. like that's oh I love the pacing of this episode mm. yeah and Such great set pieces. And even in that reunification, there's still the return of like the status quo where Mel has like, oh, we can have a midnight screening. But I was like, oh, that's a great idea. He's like, really? Well, I was due. It's yeah. like he's still like the little bitch of the relationship. <laughs> I don't know how to put that, but it's return to the status quo. I caramba. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there was another little bit that was set up in the... What, what are they calling them? The secret stash tapes? Mm. Yeah. The Flanders confessing that Homer <laughs> released an radio- radioactive ape into his house. Yeah. It's, it, it's taken over the entire top floor. It wasn't yeah. dad's fault. The ape tricked him. Such a good throwaway joke, but it's not a throwaway joke. It's no. brought back yeah. beautifully in the end. I can't, like... <laughs> if you want me to turn, just point. <laughs> <laughs> what was that for? It's one way. <laughs> Yeah, and just Flanders, the nice guy he is now. <laughs> the design of the ape. Oh, uh, yeah, perfect. it's glowing. Yeah. Perfect amount of ridiculous. And this is, yeah, an episode where I don't think if the jokes were holding up, we'd like anything about the story. Like, Because mm-hmm. it is fucking wild. Well, I mean, that's like the perfect example of like comparing it to a HD episode where like our previous one, it, on paper, you're like... Yeah, the elements of this work. The elements of that work, whereas this one, it's just like the writing is just so on point. Absolutely. Mm. And yeah, I'm going to say for me, the moment of the story that stands out to me is the relationship between Agnes and comic book guy. (laughs) And, you know, in the later Simpsons, it's nice when they're experimenting with the pairings of characters. Mm. And especially with these B characters, tertiary characters that you wouldn't normally see together. And of course, Agnes of course. and comic book guy get oh, along. It's such a good pairing. They finish yeah. each other's insults. Yeah. <laughs> Them meeting, like arguing at the door of a how to make friends, like class. <laughs> yeah. That's just so perfect. Well, pardon me, oldie horn. <laughs> <laughs> now we know what happened to baby Jane. <laughs> yes. I love Agnes's line of, why you ill-mannered sack of crap. <laughs> <laughs> you are the most foul man that ever bought me dinner. <laughs> Uh, it's brief as well, but it's the perfect amount of time because it is a mm. what-the-fuck relationship and it's only as long as it needs to be. Hey, I mean, she's a woman of flesh. She's got yeah. needs. That's it. 
a woman of flesh and dusty bones. Yeah, dusty bones. Bones. It's almost <laughs> completely dust. <laughs> and I love the cute little montage of them ruining the, other the people's misery day. montage. <laughs> <laughs> laughing, just laughing and laughing, turning <laughs> off the fire hydrant, yeah, and <laughs> sinking that kid's boat, and well, that also because yeah, the skimming stones is such a cliche yeah. in those sorts of montages. <laughs> the wide uh, panning reveal that he was aiming for a kid's boat. Yeah, Sun- just sunsets. But thank, thank God, God there's only. only one <laughs> could it be any more orange <laughs> so yeah as something that's on paper that i think i'd cringe at the idea of i yeah. think i knocked it out of the park absolutely <laughs> play count how many times before today have you seen this episode oh man just a bunch in a midnight screenings at the bottom of the androids dungeon sure yeah maybe within 10 yeah, I have a lot of fondness for season 12. I wouldn't be surprised if I've seen this 25 times, maybe. So the wackiness of this episode, what are some cartoony elements that stood out to you guys? I mean, we mentioned Tom Savini's yeah. practical effects. We'll skip past that. I do love they're doing the classic, you know, tall man in a trench coat bit. <laughs> it's like, why do we have to do this all the way from home? For finally I'm tall. And then just... See, that joke I didn't like. But then... But yeah, but then yes. the comic book guy takes the trench coat off and it's like, I'm sorry, boy. Thanks for the tip off. You know, you're welcome. <laughs> so Homer tipped it off. He knew, still made the kids do it. Fucking, it makes that joke better in retrospect. Makes everything yes. really funny, yeah. My wacky moment was the radioactive man number 1000 that is yeah. in perma-mint. <laughs> you spill soda on it and it reflects onto worse comics. Yeah, bongo comics specifically. Yep. The Transformers the uh, <laughs> that turn into an axe and a watering can respectively. Yeah. Uh, and in that fight scene and there's so much tension and like Milhouse is just frantically putting it. Oh God, it's no. a water can. <laughs> yeah. But just before that, how they get into the fight, I love how just how much of a dick Bart's being where, yeah. you know, Milhouse like i deserve respect and he's like oh use your indoor voice <laughs> someone hasn't had their juice well my straw broke up <laughs> that's not the point <laughs> and biclops oh. uh, now what i love about the biclops bit is the fantasy sequence of him going to this noir area where yeah. lisa's like yes. sorry toots but i need a real man someone who's a full manager and then he goes someone who answers to no one then cuts back he's like i'm a manager and i answer to no one winks yeah. at lisa and she's like what? Takes, <laughs> takes, takes a step back. Yeah. Like, there's no idea what he's referencing. I love that kind of gag of, of someone bringing someone in who hasn't seen their, their, yeah, their little flash. Yeah. yeah. And this is what was lacking in that first one. We were talking about how it's the fantasy Millhouse has created for himself that's colliding with reality. Yeah. And that's what the first one was really lacking that I wanted. See, this is how you do an mm. episode. Ah, so much fun. Were there any other wacky moments? Again, it's not wiggity whack. It's just regular type where... um. They take comic book by Moe's and immediately Moe shoots somebody. Yeah. But uh, ignoring that because we move right along so quickly. I'm just going to tell myself that was rock salt. <laughs> yeah. It's like in... Uh, um... Kill Bill. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But we've got a... I'll have a shot of raspberry schnapps. Uh, these are painted on. Yeah. <laughs> but then moves to beer is the drink of the nitwits. You're ragging on beer? Well, please, if I wanted to hear ridiculous prattling, I'd befriend an air conditioner. Oh, now he's ragging on air conditioners. They keep us cool in the summer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, trying to smash a bottle and it just completely breaks. Piece of crap. <laughs> I like that as well because, yeah, of course, comic book guy's not the sort of dude who just like schlub at a bar, you know? Mm. Of course, he drinks uh, schnapps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's probably a dude that, yeah, sips and enjoys it and like doesn't drink to get drunk, unlike, mm. yeah, these louts. And unlike the barflies. 
Yeah, and even though Homer's making an effort, I think that played out very wonderfully. And I uh, do just want to check, because this may be my filthy brain down here, but there's a bit Ooh. where Bart's like, do this, do that, and unstick the Supergirls. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 That. yeah. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> am I supposed to go where I'm going with that? Because oh, I am. Everyone's hugging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that one, apparently what Ralph was going to say. His is... original line. Yeah. When, were... he, when he goes into the, uh, adults, the only. adults only. Yeah. On his tippy toes. <laughs> yeah, that was the compromise. The original line was, she's hungry. <laughs> Yikes. Whoa. Wow, wow, wow. Ooh. Hungry oh. and thirsty. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and the senses didn't allow it. <laughs> I do love this the simplicity of everybody's hugging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? Well, at the heart attack, I guess. Worst yeah. episode ever. It wasn't really a heart heart. I like the story of comic book guy looking for friends, finding love. That's mm. cute in its own twisted way. But I wouldn't really say it's like the thump the thump kind of thing. I think uh, Barton Milhouse's friendship Mm-hmm. It's nice because there was like real conflict there. Yeah. That naturally uh, naturally evolved and re- resolved as well. Like, of course, Bart is just taking the easy way out and getting the, the patsy yeah, to that, do all the work. That's their relationship. It's like, it's just putting that dynamic in that new situation mm. and having that drama. And it's nice when they come back to being friends and it's, you know, nice. It wasn't yeah. such a big it, it didn't become like that wasn't the episode was just mm. them fighting exactly and they haven't been to school for days and, and days, days and days. days i actually feel like this is a more fleshed out version of when bart owns the factory yeah and millhouse is his night watchman yeah yes like because that was like all of three scenes and there wasn't really an arc mm. in that one whereas yeah. yeah this one they have a common interest as well like yeah i just i love this episode <laughs> yeah they, they get to run a comic book store that's every kid's dream and yeah i love how bart just leaves a photo of himself looking cross and just <laughs> leaves. And the fact that the store does well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's only like that Millhouse's uh, uh, buying, uh, it was like Lens Crafters. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought we'd sell a comic that was made by Lens Crafters? Oh and, oh, and on the front cover, yeah, Biclops's quote is, that's for making me cry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mill, he got swindled. <laughs> so high. Well, true. he swindled himself for the most part. Yeah, yep. it was his own hubris. Yeah, <laughs> his own brief hubris. Yeah, I do have. A, how did he put you down for? 500, 600, 600. Oh, too bad. There's a price break at a thousand. <laughs> Two thousand. <laughs> price break playlist when yeah. Homer's uh, <laughs> distilling the liquor in his. Tubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, the heart attack as well. You know, mm-hmm. we're in the heart. May as well talk about that. I thought it was a little obvious when Hibbert was like, "You've had a." Cardiac episode. Worst episode ever. It was like that Cinema Sins thing. Roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> There's the name. <laughs> but then I love Hibbert's line of, if the boys hadn't had called me, I'd be wearing that watch right now. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah. you would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is some good Hibbert in this episode. Mm-hmm. Prognosis? Diagnosis? Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you work in a comic book shop. Oh, we call that job the Widowmaker. Well, we would if any of the employees got married. <laughs> yep. I saw another great bit of whack is when they first walk into the Quickie Mart up who is dusting the hot dogs. <laughs> Just very quick. So then, and then uh, like how he shuts the store and then is like their personal shopper. It's like, are you adverse to Crispy Centers at all? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> and then we have much to discuss. 
Oh, that that was a beautiful scene as well. God, there's so much mm-hmm. joy in this episode. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? It yeah. certainly did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every character's on point. They're all doing what they would do in this situation. It's, yeah, the same character dynamics, just put to a test and given this new situation, as you were saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't exactly believe that Homer would be interested in seeing Tom Savini, <laughs> but... I mean, I guess to see a wacky practical effects show. I feel like he would have watched lots of drive-in movies. Yeah, Actually, you know? that's a good point. Yeah. You'd imagine in this universe, maybe he had a hand in some of the uh, Space Mutants movies. You yeah. know, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I think they used every character well. And I think they broke up Agnes and Comic Book Guy at the end in sort of a believable enough way. Mm. Although technically he's still in prison at the end of the episode. And I like that, you know, he says they can't lock me up for long. Yeah. Like, and that's where we leave it. Mm. I like that there weren't more stingers of like of him in jail. It was like, it was, that was mm. fine. That's... And we can assume next time we see him that he served his time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I mean, just from only a story perspective, it's a shame that they don't wrap up the whole, you know, because he's got a lot of tapes. He he would have gone to prison for a long time. But Yeah, but this is also Springfield where he's going to get a lighter sentence if he puts on pants. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I mean, you could overcook this story, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yes or no, would you watch this one again? For sure. Yeah, definitely. In a heartbeat. We're going to watch it again. We're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist does this uh, be gone? What playlist does this belong in? Uh, What playlist does this begat? Heart attacks. Yeah. Uh, Homer Homer having his... uh, The triple bypass. Yep. Agnes in love. So... Yep. Yeah, pair this with the one where, yeah, we see her and Chalmers. I mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Art running a business. Yeah. Yeah. And just Android's dungeon episodes. Mm, yeah. Just comic book guy. I think, yeah, this definitely belongs in his shining moments. Maybe his first episode in a starring role. That sounds and feels right. Because mm. I I remember watching this when it like was first coming out. Mm. Yeah. And like this is where like all of those periphery characters start popping up and having a whole lot more to do. Well, yeah, they'd sort of, at season 12, run the well dry with the base characters. I mean, <laughs> how much longer could it last? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not another 20 years. <laughs> Surely not. 32 seasons <laughs> in a That's, dream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> BT, what would you change? Oh, man. Hmm, good question. I don't think I want to really want to change anything. Uh, it all runs really fluidly. I think even just the passing jokes are quite good. I'm quite happy with all of these things. Oscar? Not really. Maybe some kind of like moment where comic book guy sees Barton Millhouse at the end. Yeah. Yeah, true. Something like that. It's like maybe, but also like that leaves it with bad. Like he will have nothing but bad things to say. Mm. Well, yeah, he's sitting on 2,000 copies of Biclops and that (laughs) magazine doesn't even whack good. No. Uh, Superman doesn't whack good. Ah. You don't whack well. Oh. Unstick <laughs> those pages. for that. <laughs> <laughs> also, nice craft reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have any improvement. Like, There's a couple of jokes that kind of fall flat for me, and I don't know, maybe because I'm missing something. Like, when Milhouse and Bart at the start, like, I'm not supposed to go on sprees. What about Jags? That's okay. What was this joke? That's okay. I didn't mind that. <laughs> I don't get it. This is Doctor Said No More Sprees. What the fuck's a jag? It's like a spree, only it's a different word. It's like a box social instead of a party. Eh, Fair enough. It's right. I I don't mind if the proverbial uh, turkey is a little dry. Yeah. (laughs) In this tasty sandwich, because everything else Mm. is like, 
plenty of other good uh, ingredients. Yep, you got some good mustard, got some good pickles. Mm. All right, so BT, do you have any other notes? Yeah, a few wacky bits I forgot to mention. Agnes sliding down the banister and just like sandpaper. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yep. Actually, in that scene as well, a good detail that there were the silhouettes up from yeah. the yeah. silhouette nights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do love color book guys and skinners back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> so your mother tells me you go to Springfield Elementary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also in the beginning, we had the really long wacky sequence where Homer eats the baking soda and has an antacid food trip. Antacid food trip. Man, yeah. I felt like they came up with that twerge. They came up with antacid trip and were like, yeah. okay, let's follow the steps backwards. How do, how we, do we How, do we, how yeah. do we put this and in? Who could forget Marge's pancake syrup silencer? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it felt like Hackney the way she delivered that uh, with the up oh, better put on the silencer, but yeah, the sound effect really sold yeah, that yeah. one for me. It was a really nice, quick way to get Bart that fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that was you know had a few jokes, but it was like that was quick. Mm. Yeah, you know? but I mean, I thought the sequence as well looked and sounded really cool. Where he's yeah. like remembering various presidential speeches while yeah. imagining food, yeah, <laughs> as we all do. Uh, <laughs> my mom doesn't believe in fabric softener. But she's not around. I'm choosing the next thing. <laughs> did you notice how Milhouse was wearing like My Little Pony undies and that? And yeah, it did make me think. Yeah, he's gonna grow up to be a brony. <laughs> oh well, that's what he wants, man. Yeah. Oh, no judgment. <laughs> and I do love the uh, box of Star Wars collectibles. It's like, well, if this stuff is valuable. Back to the leaky basement it goes. Oh, there was Princess Leia's anti-jiggle tape. <laughs> yep. And the alternate ending where Chewie is Luke's father. Classic. I think we're about five Star Wars movies away from that happening anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, you just got to make some pre-pre-prequels. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, episode negative two, negative one, and zero. <laughs> oh, God. Five, five squared. squared. <laughs> we laugh now, but, you know, Simpsons is in its 32nd season. Yep. There's going to be negative prequels to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And finally, in the event of nuclear war, Springfield is designated NWB, or Nuclear Whipping Boy. <laughs> All friendly nations will calibrate their missiles by bombing Springfield. <laughs> How about you, Oscar? Any other notes? No, we covered it all. I, mm. I loved that the silhouettes were in there. Such a good scene. Didn't mm. drag on at all. Oh, but she asked in that scene, uh, uh, hold on, I'm putting on my witch something. Oh, yeah. Witch what hazel. Was What's a witch hazel? I don't know. Why don't we Google on the Simpsons Index? To the internet! (laughs) Witch hazel is an astringent that is often used as a natural topical remedy. It contains several compounds with a potent anti-inflammatory. Antiviral properties may be useful in treating a variety of conditions ranging from acne and scalp sensitivity to hemorrhoids. Oh, so it's like a salve. Yeah, pretty much. So I think it's just a funny old-timey thing to yell down the stairs, basically. Right, right. Like, yeah, I'm just uh, cleaning up my Davenport and... uh, Mm. Off to the haberdashery and then to the apothecary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slather on some pomade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Out of pomade. <laughs> Good old fashioned gumption. <laughs> All right, it's time for my final notes. So in Bart and Millhouse's binge eating, Bart says, oh, I've eaten too much raw bacon. <laughs> Like, in Apu's shopping, where did raw bacon. Anyway, mm. so Homer's lifetime ban is from Gallagher. Not the worst thing in the world. Mm. It'll be okay, I think. Yeah. Which is funny because he probably got that when it stopped being relevant. Yeah. So the lifetime ban didn't really mean much. No. Actually, if there's one thing about this that I would change, it might be that one just because I don't get Gallagher. Well, because I think, yeah, that, that's like he saw him when he was hot and then he wasn't allowed to see him yeah. and he's not. But even not. then, all I'm left with is like, why was this ever a thing? He I just don't... hits a watermelon? I don't yeah. know. 
And the, and the nation watched. Know, <laughs> well, they all remember where they were when the oh, yeah. struck the watermelon. It was just the jackass of their day, I guess. But I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing is that, yeah, in recent years, he's another problematic dude that oh, has a uh, lot of opinions. And Oh, is he? I'm not caught up with uh, my Gallagher. Yeah, just assume everyone's a piece of shit. <laughs> so that's it's done it's and quicker. done. <laughs> <laughs> Homer's alias when he is wearing the trench coat is hello I'm Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> <laughs> yeah flawless idea it's nice to hear Uncle Shaq getting a shout out you know mm-hmm. mm. apparently Eddie the cop is not human <laughs> yeah, yeah that was weird yeah like I feel like it should have been like it's okay man you're above this but instead it's okay man you're not human wait, wait what there was another odd joke with the cops as well where Wiggum can't think of metaphors and this got more illegal tapes in it than a than a, a Chinese keymote, and then it's hotter than a Japanese tea bag. Lay off the Asians, Lou. I don't know. It just felt weird. Mm. I think it's fine. I think you know, there's a little too much spotlight on that, but it's just like he's just trying to think of things and just because they both work individually, it's just you know, run them together. And it gets weird. It felt like they couldn't come up with the metaphor in the writers' room, and then they thought they'd make a joke about that. Like mm. I don't yeah. know. I do like in more hot water than a Japanese tea bag, though. That's pretty good. Hmm. Or I suppose you could just say tea bag in general. Yeah. They're usually in hot water. And my final note is one of the illegal tapes is Godfather 3, the good edition. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> I'm glad I don't know, you know? <laughs> like, I followed everybody's advice. I stopped it too. Mm. And Me too. I've never seen the third one. Oh, yeah, I've- it's... I mean, it's bad. It's not as atrocious as I think people make it out to be, but it, that's because I was prepared for atrocity, you know? Mm. But yeah, it's definitely not. Let's put it this way. The main villain's name is Joey Zaza. Try taking that seriously. Yeah. Try. Okay. okay. I think I'll try. I think a lot of things are going to come up short next to two of the most epic mm-hmm. movies of all time. It's time to rank this thing. BT, your turn to kick it off. Man, this is a tough one. I'm on a Gilvard. I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going to land. It's a really fluid episode. I got some genuine laughs out of it, despite having seen it multiple times. There's nothing particularly wrong with it. However, I've just kind of looked through what I've given gold in the past, and I feel like this isn't quite up to that standard. It's a high silver, but I'm going to go with a silver. I may blurt something out different later, but I feel like it's a very solid episode. It's just maybe not quite that brilliance of gold. Oscar? I gold. Yeah. Gold for me because, uh, and that makes me feel good because uh, it should have a little bit of shine to it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Sure. I'm I'm not 100 percent sold yet. I'll say that much. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, no. I think it's a really funny episode. Solid, no dead air. It's like it's just a really well put together teens episode. Mm. Yeah, like, like like kind of the best of what the teens is, where it's like kind of these crazy stories where they're throwing stuff against the wall and. I can overlook storylines, which on paper I might not be like sold on because the jokes are really funny and mm. they're coming hard and fast. Yeah, look, I was almost at a cubic, I've got to be honest, but there are enough sort of... Uh, they're not even bad jokes. They're just sort of, huh? Like, mm. that do drag this episode down for me and I would feel weird about giving the episode where comic book guy and Agnes will cup a, a perfect ranking. <laughs> In a way, I do think this is still essential, but yeah, my gut feeling is totally gold with this one. So yeah, that's where I'm going with that. Blurting? I don't think so. Again, it might happen six weeks from now. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm a complicated man, Elliot. <laughs> Six weeks later. <laughs> Go! Oh, wait, no. Silver. <laughs> All right. Well, averaging out, this will be a dull gold. And we'll be joining a couple of other season 12 episodes, Tennis the Menace, where the Simpsons get a tennis court. It'll also be joining other dull golds like the HD errors, the good, the sad, and the drugly, which is still our top rated mm-hmm. HD era episode. Mm. And others from the teens era, Homer Simpson in Kidney Trouble. Yeah. Homer to the Max, the Max Power one, mm-hmm. which I still think should have been higher. I can care. <laughs> yeah. And some classic era ones, Krusty gets cancelled, like Father Like Clown, mm-hmm. Selma's Choice when they go to Duff Gardens. Nice. Mm-hmm. And Lisa's Rival, which we reviewed with Pods in the Key of Springfield. This yeah. feels like good company. All right, now it's time to move on to the classic era episode. <gasps> now, there's actually a little bit of connection between this and the teens era one. Oh. Because at one point, you know, Dr. Hibbert asked comic book guy, have you got any friends? And he goes, well, the super friends. <gasps> so. We are the super su- friends, the super up. friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go review Bart's comic. We'll be back. Yes. Nice. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening. God, what a classic it was. This was Season 6, Episode 14, Bart's Comet. First released in February of 95, it was directed by Bob Anderson, written by John Swartzwelder. Hey, Schwartzy. In this episode, come on, you all know it at home. This is the one with Bart's fucking Comet. What did we think? Oh, man, big dumb smile the entire time. Yeah, it's a great one. Oh, yeah. so this is one where like my inner monologue is just thick as this excited kid that's like, and then they build a rocket, and then the rocket misses, and then it blows up the bridge, and then they do this, and then oh my god, eh, you're not listening, mom. Ah, <laughs> oh, god, good, good gravy. I had so much fun with this one, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start out with, for better or worse, the moments that stood out to me was the big butt Skinner balloon. What a <laughs> great <laughs> prank! Mm-hmm. Buttzilla, buttzilla, yeah, and <laughs> good alternate. How much they get to mine from it as well. Yeah. Yes, how involved it is in yeah. the whole episode. Yeah, because yeah, it is actually surprisingly instrumental. There's a bit where Skinner spots it, thinks it's something else, dials the observatory, so that's what Bart uses to redial. Yep. And, ah, uh, yeah, so good. Yeah, I actually didn't realise until now that, yeah, Skinner gets effectively dropped from the story after the first act, but... Well, yeah. So does Bart. Mm. Yeah, it, true. Like, like, once he's like, that's my comment right there, like, he just... Yeah, it becomes, it becomes a story. about the town. Yeah. yeah, it's about something bigger than Bart now, damn it. Oh, wow. Bigger than Bart? <laughs> but yeah, just a way to get the story ball rolling. Just absolute running start with this one. And yeah, because I, I love Bart and Skinner's dynamic in the start. And mm. uh, and especially when, yeah, he does punish him and send him, make him do the. There's a 430 in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the big jokes that stands out to me is, yeah, when Skinner does spot his balloon and he runs away and don't touch the telescope, Bart immediately smacks it. Yeah, first gives that that look of, oh, you're going to tell me what to do now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then even when he's on the phone, he's made the discovery. You know, he should probably keep the thing in line. (laughs) Just little tap. Give it a little little spin. He he doesn't care. (laughs) How about you, Oscar? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you, for better or worse? Probably the... uh Town meeting. I love a good uh, yeah. town meeting. <laughs> yeah, with uh, Mayor Quimby coming back, uh, uh, as the paper says, Mayor <laughs> visits town uh, <laughs> later in the episode, and the whole you know plan and the crazy freaking out man. Yeah, quit stalling. Tell us the plan. <laughs> <laughs> I love panicked guy in the crowd. He, yeah, he's yeah. one of my favorite characters. Where do we get these placebos? <laughs> <laughs> the PTA's disbanded. <laughs> no, the PTA is not disbanded. 
<laughs> and even Quimby as well. Like he had some great. Like uh, you uh, didn't need to applaud that. <laughs> this gigantic woman will destroy us all. <laughs> Sorry, there's so many good ones. You're right. Screaming crowd guy playlist. <laughs> yeah, the town meeting uh, was great as well. I love the slideshow. <laughs> it just always Mo's bar. Yeah, them coming out and all just laughing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> laughing at the comments, just like, pointing at we it. We got a plan. And it's the slideshow has charred corpses. <laughs> just casually written in. <laughs> Yeah, one of my favourite ever shit posts was from James from Pods in the Key of Springfield. Hey. Uh, have you seen Coco, Oscar? Yes. Yes, yeah. I have. He did one that was, you know, the comet destroying and, you know, pointing at Mo's bar. Instead of Mo's bar, he wrote, my emotions, and the comet was Coco. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. How about you, BT? What's an episode, episode, episode? You heard him. I did, and I know what he means. <laughs> oh, man, I never appreciated how, like, subtly dark this episode is. Like, mm. it starts off with, well, this has been one of the best propane explosion-free science weeks we've ever had. And there's a bit where it's like, I came close once, and then a different principal got to the phone first, but I got back at him. Him and that little boy of his. And everything goes dark <laughs> and zooms in. It just comes back to being Skinner, being Skinner. And like when they're making the plan, Frinks are like, well, we, we made a bunch of plans with these scientists who were dishonorably discharged for reasons we won't talk about. Like, I love the darkness in Skinner oh, yeah. in, in the first like 10 seasons. Yeah, back when he was moments. this hardened veteran who was just. Totally. Like, He's got his mother like sitting up there, <laughs> looking yeah. at him, watching him. I'm allowed to be here, mother. <laughs> sailor suit doesn't fit anymore. But yeah, and even then, like, families trying to jump the exploded yeah. bridge in their cars. Yeah. Like, ah! like, wow, they're dead. <laughs> it just shows to the never get up and never think th- things through. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing I really love about this episode is the kind of spirit of Springfield that just keeps kind of shining through. Um, like, that one scene does bug me, though, because... Arnie Pie's in the helicopter. Mm. It is a fucking helicopter. They could be shipping people across the bridge. Anyway. Never get up and never think things through. You know. Ah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, just when they're laughing at the comet, it's so Springfield to be like, oh, yeah, we're fine. We've got a missile. We've got out. a plan. Check. Yeah. Hubris. <laughs> you dumb comet. <laughs> yeah, just saying just the general Springfield spirit, I think, really shows through. Especially when they all show up with weapons to Ned Shelterini. <laughs> and he's like, oh, sorry, shelter soul. Oh, uh, really? Oh, okay. I guess we're going to find some place to die. Like, they brought <laughs> weapons with no intent of using them. This is actually another playlist of, like, Mo leading the mob. Angry mob, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Cause... Yeah, go to the old mill. Get us some cider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the final moment of both incredible darkness and Springfieldian spirit of, let's burn down this observatory so it never happens again. <laughs> As though the observatory is what caused this. Oh, come on, Mo. Oh, I love a Springfield mob. Ah, oh, it's so good. Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? Oh, God. Uh, many, many, and many. Mm-hmm. As many that, that's a number? As many comets as there are in the heavens. That's Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I can't back that up. To the observatory. <laughs> we uh, can't. We burned it down. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I hit triple digits with this one. This was mm. one of my f- absolute favorites growing up. Like, I think season six might be my favorite. I mean, watch this space. Mm. We'll, we'll figure this one out. So how about some wacky moments from this episode? What are the cartoony elements that stood out to you guys? Bart got photos of him making the dummy notarized. (laughs) A justice of the peace will do that for you, man. (laughs) As if he needed more evidence. He's already carrying the blueprints (laughs) and the alternative name. For some reason, only has photos then notarized. (laughs) The pets. The pets watching Lassie at 4am. I also really love, it's 4am and time for the morning news. Of course, there is no news because everyone's asleep in there. Comfy, comfy beds. 
Good night. <laughs> there's no new. Oh, it's fucking amazing that this is a perfect joke. And I mean, how many times have you had to wake up really early in the morning? You've thought that, like, everyone's asleep in there. Comfy, comfy bed. <laughs> when you're driving, there's like no one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at least, you know, didn't have to use the generator while driving. <laughs> oh, that's so painful. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, and yeah, apparently it was like for old, old bikes that didn't have, yeah, solar chargers. Right. But yeah, wouldn't know that because I never learned to ride a push bike. Yeah. Neither did you. Neither did I. <laughs> I, I learned when I was 17. Oh, because really? I was going to be in a photo shoot where I needed to ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Oscar does things for money. His method. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Make that your website. Duck <laughs> up. Yeah. In brackets, uh, acting things. Acting <laughs> things. Sorry, another great bit of wackiness is the penguins all fly away. Yep, oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they see the comet coming. It's like, all right, the facade is up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so put this in a flying penguin playlist with uh, when ah, Lisa's in the yeah. zoo and walks in and they're oh, all like, yes. what? We weren't flying. What? Uh, another bit of cartooning moment was when everyone first piles into the bomb shelter. In the top left-hand corner, you can spot Wally. <gasps> or for our American listeners, Waldo. Mm. Such a weird discrepancy, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, which one came first? And who was like... I think Waldo. It's, I think, like, I think it's it was, American, yeah, right? Why, though? Like, did they go, ah, these British couldn't understand the term Waldo. Yeah, that's too weird a name. Damn. Yeah. Editing by LJ here to say that we got this all wrong. First off, where's Wally originated in England? And secondly, I couldn't really find out why they specifically chose the name Waldo, but it seems like the American publishers just didn't think the name Wally was marketable. That's basic localization. Like in Iceland, he's called Wally. In Norway, he's Willy. In France, he's Charlie. And in Denmark, he is Olga. Anyway, back to the show. Well, yeah, it's just, is it even a common name in America? I don't think so. No. But, like, the cartoon was the same as well, where they'd have to... ADR, like, yeah, it, like the whole fucking thing. Because, yeah, yeah, in mm. American, it's just where's Waldo? <laughs> mm. Can you see? Him? Where, 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 where's Wally? Yeah, <laughs> where's uh, Wally? That was a great show. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I remember loving it and taping it and like yep. pausing to find all the things and the thing. Oh, yep, such oh, a good format. Man, yep. Conceptually, like that would shouldn't have worked as Let's a show. Let's make a TV show based on a find a person in a picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somehow we did. That sounds great. Yeah, like connect a docs the animated series didn't work, but where's Wally? No. <laughs> Tetris the series. <laughs> Tetris the movie. Oh yes, yeah. Tetris the motion musical picture. <laughs> the blue J has got it in for the orange L. Oh yeah, yeah. and then that orange L turns into a half T. <laughs> They all believe on the search for the myth- mythical long piece. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some don't even believe it exists, but I straight, saw it once. Straight E-180. <laughs> uh, any other wacky moments? I don't know. The fact that they use a missile and yep. <laughs> that it it goes too, too high, high. <laughs> <laughs> it goes yeah. and, and crashes the only bridge out of town. Yeah, which has a sign that says the only bridge out of town. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> which which is a nice, like, I really like that as a bit of, you know, covering their asses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like wacky, but also grounds plot, plot the rest. Driven, yeah. yeah, they're and just I, like, I, don't worry about that. That's why they're not leaving. And I love the whole town has a reaction of dull. <laughs> oh, a group fucking collar tug. <laughs> Amazing. Good, good uh, playlist. Yeah, the, the Yahoo playlist. <laughs> oh yeah, and the rocket says, aim away from face. Oh. Yep. Which, if you know your Claymore Mines... Caution! Yep, aim away from, from face. face. Yeah, well, if you know your Claymore Mines, that's a thing. But they have mm. that written on yeah. them? written on a Claymore Mine is this side towards enemy, which, to be fair, you do not want to make that mistake. Yeah, so. true. 
there was another moment of something crashing with the the two fighter jets. Oh yeah. yes, <laughs> it's, I love how it had the perfect silhouette of Willie. Willie and identifies it as an Iraqi <laughs> fighter jet. Uh, Iraqis again, launching <laughs> sidewinder missile. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one missed, uh, firing second missile. <laughs> The social commentary, amazing. This is what happens when you take money out of the military and put it into healthcare. It's a good plan, just give it a chance. <laughs> and they then kill the crap to stop <laughs> fighting. Oh, <laughs> uh, fucking hell, Swartzy, you did it again. Yep. Mm. How about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel any bu- bumps? Ah, uh, come on. The end, when Ned's walking away, singing Case around. Yeah, and how the chorus singing along with him swells mm. over the mountain as everyone joins him. Like, it is Oh, it is so beautiful. And then brilliantly undercut by K. Sarah. So run! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. a nice twist on, like, you know, the ending of Ned's failure. Yeah. Mm. That's an evolution of The Simpsons right there. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because we do get a little, a bit of jerk-ass Homer sort of driving the plot at the end, you know, from mm. trying to bump Flanders out of his own shelter. <laughs> Shelterini. So, yep. We ain't got shelterinis. And then making him the person who is the quote obvious choice to leave. Yeah, I'm especially disgusted at his children. Until <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we don't need left headed stores. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> That's your department, Flanders. Get out of here. Please forgive me. <laughs> But even Flanders just, and his family accepting, uh, you know, no, honey, you stay here because, (laughs) and I want you to shoot daddy if he tries to get back in. I make her mad with fear. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God, that's so dark. I know. But I love that this is pretty much like a Twilight Zone episode moment of, you know, everyone's crowded in, they have to pick one to go out Mm. and it's the guy who was the most prepared because he's built their method of survival but isn't required in the new world. It's very, you know, poetic. And I like that Homer is the leading point of that. He's like, hang on, we all know what needs to be done here. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful, but done in such a wacky, dark way that's Mm. still really funny. But yeah, Homer does redeem himself by being the one to lead the charge for everybody. Uh, but once again, living. throws that undercut of, I'm disgusted with all of you, especially his children. He just, yeah, <laughs> like it just builds as he, and they're right next to him as well. Hey, Rod's holding a shotgun. You better not piss him off. <laughs> no, oh yeah, that was true. the other thing that I always thought was funny and weird and funny. I, all Flanders does is hand him the slug and then Rod just yeah. like reaches and grabs the shotgun from somewhere. He knows what's going on. From Hammer Space, yeah. Uh, any other heart moments? I mean, I think any other heart moment was just sitting there twiddling its thumbs going I actually like Homer in this part of the story, how he is constantly just trying to keep everyone calm and mm. Yeah, and largely just comes from his own confidence that everything's fine. Yeah. And to be fair, he was right. I know, I'm scared too. <laughs> What a weird cadence for the episode to end on. I just love that there's a chihuahua in frame when the comet lands. Ah, just for reference. That it it is the size of a chihuahua's head. Yeah, Yeah. but I got to keep a little souvenir as well. That's nice. Mm. And, you know, I did feel the heart for the super friends. (laughs) Oh, yes? (laughs) Yeah, this is the first appearance of Database, and he would be the only super friend to go on and be a recurring star in the series. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'd love to still see more from Ham, email, cosine, and report card. <laughs> and Lisa. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't. They probably didn't bring that character back because of, um, I don't know, just not much there. Was <laughs> she like jazz? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Didn't that shit die? I think, <laughs> it, I th- I think it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sort of weirdly absent of heart in this one, but. Well, it's yeah. more about the town drama, the threat of annihilation. Mm. It's not about, you know, the small thumps. It's about all the thumps all together as one being snuffed out cruelly from the above somehow. 
That's, yep. that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Ah, a thousand percent. Yes. Y- yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, this would go on to define the show. Like, little bit iffy on the jerk-ass Homer stuff, but yeah, like I said, it redeemed, so... Yeah, I mean, all his jerk-assness is framed in a joke and motivated by just desperation. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's always kind of funny to hear him... Like, like we said, talking about how the one obvious person is the one who's decided to help us. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch this one again? Absolutely. I already have. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, is that what quick. you're doing on your phone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, we're going to watch it again. We're going to watch it again. We're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist does this go in? I mean, we already had some. What were they? <laughs> Screaming Panic Guy in, yes. The, yes. in the crowd. Goal. Town hall meeting. Yes. Yeah, just disaster episode. The school yeah. nerddom, like when Bart becomes yeah, uh, and he gets a. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Welcome to the. The abode oh, of the dam. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Get our friend a hard boiled eggs and some prune juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Three Stooges references. Oh, yeah, yeah. The constellation. The, the three, three wise, wise men. men. I love that the, as well. The chariot race. Yeah, just one, <laughs> one star. Because I'd always thought that as a kid, like, those are some obtuse fucking connections that you're making. No wonder Connect the Dog, the series, didn't work. Mm. Um, yeah, just uh, classic Skinner and Bart stories as mm-hmm. well. Oh, database playlist as well. <laughs> the rare appearances of the elusive database. Mm. Science Week. Yeah, absolutely. Science, science projects, yeah. Sciencey episodes. Yeah, pair this with the uh, Duffless, which we reviewed with yes. you. And mm. The brother's smarter than a hamster and all that. Mm-hmm. BT, what would you change? Oh, man. Man, I don't think I'd change anything. This is all just so fluid and funny and... Yeah, it just keeps that momentum. You get some real drama. I mean, they're all in the bomb shelter. It's all gone horribly wrong. They're talking about who lives and who dies. And the what, stakes are so and what, high. what animal that is. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, a baby uh, ox. Uh, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's uh, one of them lady goats. There are no lady goats. A lady goat is a sheep. Oh, <laughs> she's right. Yeah. Talk to him. But, uh, fucking hell, He's man. a trained professional. He should not a know goat. better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He knows human biology. Damn it, man. He's a doctor, not a farmer. <laughs> Anything you'd like to change, Oscar? Uh, maybe bringing Bart in a little bit more? Yep. Just a, like a teensy bit. Just yep. a pinch. That, yep. that said, I do like his exit line is effectively, I knew you'd find a problem with my calm at least. Yes. <laughs> Jealous ever since the day you born. <laughs> yeah, I'm only good enough to try and change the HD era episodes. I can't change this. Like, <laughs> no, not a Schwartzy. I, I would only scuff if I tried to polish. Any music that's stood out to you guys? We are the super friends. The <laughs> Shut super up. Friends. I gotta say, yeah, all the swelling, tense strings at the end. like Yeah, actually, yeah, when, that, when the comet's shadow falls over everything, there's mm. a beautiful music sting. And like all the shots then become very serious. There's a guy who like runs and dives under a park bench. All yeah. the cars screech to a halt and people run. People it's, standing mm. in the door frame, you know, classic earthquake the, stuff. The guy running yeah. like across the street under the bench. Yep. Yeah. It's just that. <laughs> and, and there's no joke there. It's just left no. of, yeah, this is doom. In those moments as well, they really made the sky look beautiful. There's these mm. great transitions, uh, uh, gradients of purples and oranges. And and then when the comet is busting through the atmosphere, all the browns and stuff, like, oh, beautiful yeah, looking episode. that layer of smog when the comet's coming in, you're like, uh-huh, because they really need to make a point of that. Mm. Oscar, do you have any other notes? Uh, I like that Marge's suggestion for breakfast is there's a stuffed pepper <laughs> in the trash from last night. Just w- wash it good. Yeah. Oh, well, because at, at that time of the morning, you know, Marge is a hardworking oh, woman. God, no. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's got enough to do. She's not waking up at 4 a.m. There's no news. What does she need to be also, up Also, there's a stuffed pepper in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go to waste if you don't eat it. Yeah, just rinse it well. <laughs> 
<laughs> How about you, BT? Any on the notes? No! That little back and forth was great when he... Bart discovers a comet, he drops the balloon, and Prez says, school for losers. A believable headline these days. <laughs> that is ah, true. Let's not think about that. You discovered a comet? I'm so proud of you. But then you've always been proud of me. <laughs> I just love that little bit of that shining it on. I love that. If you have a failing. Yeah, so I was about to say, that was a friend of mine's favorite quote of just, Bart, if you have a failing, so you're constantly demanding perfection. If you have a failing. Butt-kissing Millhouse episode playlist, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then just finally Homer's, of course I'm right, and if I'm wrong, maybe you'll be crushed horribly from above somehow. <laughs> uh, he's just so chill in this episode. Yeah, no, I love it. Compare that to the, you know, World War Three. the bombs are dropping in the very first Tracy Ullman shorts, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm. If this was a real nuclear war, we'd all be dead meat by now. Rusty chocolate milk, sorry. Yeah, we're going to do those. Of, like, I actually, mm. for the first time of the other week, started watching them. Mm. They're mixed. <laughs> yeah, they're shorts. Yeah, but I mean, they're all on YouTube available for mm. free. So yeah, I encourage everyone to sort of check them out. It's just, it's weird, humble beginnings, you know. Mm. Uh, uh, the eyepiece, nah. which I am. I'm <laughs> We've talked about hugging the eyepiece. <laughs> there are just so many jokes I like in this one that are just in passing that you couldn't even note down because they require the context. But things like, yeah, mm. when Skinner's like, no, no, it's fine. It's already named after me. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that how he gets redemption at the end because, yeah, the comet pops the balloon. It's mm. yeah, a nice touch. It didn't need to be there. But yeah, and by nice. then you've completely forgotten about it. So the mm. visual of it popping is really funny. Yeah. Oh, and then, the, yeah, the comet's smashing the shelter as well. <laughs> it just dings it. Yeah. yeah. And like crumbles. there was no mortar whatsoever. Like Christians don't believe in mortar, just bricks. That was a parable, I think. Parable of the mortar and bricks. Yeah. Don't need no mortar. <laughs> if Faith I remember my, 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 Bible, my Bible studies. <laughs> I think it was a pestle. Oh, yeah. You know what? It was. <laughs> it was. That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that joke was embarrassing. <laughs> you know what? What the hell is a mortar? It's both a thing you ground things in, stuff that holds bricks together, and a thing you launch missiles from in the military. What's the deal with mortar? <laughs> what are you? Blowing me up or you building things? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time for my final notes. Hurrah for science, woo. <laughs> Don't care much for the woo, but the hurrah was in, <laughs> uplifting. Hmm. Love that. And yeah, when the pets are watching Lassie, the <laughs> kid just keeps changing its gender. <laughs> there you go, Lassie. That a girl. Come on, boy. <laughs> that a girl. <laughs> I completely <laughs> didn't pick that up. That's so funny. It was one where like, I thought I was hearing things when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah. And like, I rewound it a couple of times to make sure. Oh, yeah, that is the joke that they're doing there. <laughs> Ah, uh, got you, my rumpy doppelganger. <laughs> rumpy a, doppelganger. Just a Skinner line. Oh, yeah, so good. I wrote down, okay. Oh, it's Flanders when he's like, shoot daddy if he tries to get back in, okay? Okay, dad. Okay. <laughs> and it, just a really good Simpsons line reading. Yeah, very uh, vintage parenthood. Now, you you just need to shoot daddy if he tries to get back in. <laughs> You're the man of the house now. You need to take this shotgun. <laughs> Don't shoot until you see the white of daddy's eyes. That's right. Now, they may be red with madness, though. Remember, aim high, but not too high. <laughs> aim at daddy's chest. The recoil will make sure it hits my head. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> now, now, we don't swear like that in this house, son. We don't take the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> you say Farfig Newton if you gotta swear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um... Oh, I love the joke about the House of Representatives, like, attaching unrelated oh, yeah. bills. <laughs> the smut bill. Yeah. <laughs> bill repeal. <laughs> Pornographic arts or something? The Perverted arts. Perverted arts. <laughs> Springfield smut bill. And, yeah, my final note is a bit of trivia. Que Sera was 
originally by Doris Day, and it was originally released for the Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Man Who Knew Too Much. Really? Yeah. So, there you go. Trivia for today. It is time to rank this thing, Oscar. Okay. Well, I will say my ranking at the end of this sentence, (gasps) which will end now, Cubic Zirconia. Yay! It is, like quintessential simpsons it just really is it's there's no fat it's you know everyone mm. at their best it's yep the whole town is involved the family's involved it's just fun like that you know yeah elliot don't think i don't see you pre-counting how many cubic zirconias uh, the unanimous cubics have been in this season we know what we're I doing i mean here. that's presumptuous <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna give this one a cubic zirconia oh, as well wow, really <laughs> No, I gotta give it a cubic, man. It's just, it's too much goddamn fun. And yeah, it starts it as a simple Barton Skinner story and then ends up in a fucking thrilling action movie. Like, this episode is a goddamn ride. BT, what do you reckon? I wouldn't say action movie, I'd say like suspense thriller. This is. This is hectic. Uh, yeah, I am also on a cubic zirconia. I was sitting there watching and thinking, well, I'm not really laughing all that much. I'm like, that's because, again, my excited child brain is just running to the jokes ahead of time. <laughs> being like, oh my God, then this happens. And this happens. <laughs> yeah. So just the fact that I sat there with a big dumb grin the entire time, pre-watching the episode in my own brain, picking up new things that I'd never seen before. It's amazing. It's hilarious. It's essential. Cubic zirconia. All right. Well, that'll make this a unanimous cubic zirconia. <laughs> and this will be the ninth unanimous cubic zirconia for season six. I said oh. this was a good season, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this will be joining other such episodes as Treehouse of Horror 5. That's with the shinning. We mentioned that oh, earlier. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy. Homer the Great, the Stonecutters episode. Two dozen and one greyhounds. See my vest, see my vest. The PTA disbands. Ah, the shouting guy playlist. Panics, panics, shouting man. (laughs) (laughs) The Springfield connection with Marge as the cop. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marge uh, gets, Marge B's a policeman. Is that a sentence? Marge Marge B's B's cop. (laughs) Yeah, Marge B law. (laughs) The lemon of Troy, I mean. Yeah. Yes. And who shot Mr. Burns part one? Man, oh, mm-hmm. what, what what excellent company! Yeah, yep. That's a it's it's a real good season. Mm, it's I'm really just, good. I'm just looking. Yeah. All right. So season six and season five were tied mm-hmm. for unanimous cubic zirconias, and season six is just pushed ahead of five now. So. All right, guys. Well, that about does it for the Simpsons Index today. But before we get out of here, we like to talk about some non-Simpsons things that we've been into. You know, books, movies, TV, music, whatever. BT, start it off. What have you been into? So I was trying to come up with a more witty title for this, but I've been had a run of uh, Literature and Metallica. So there's, of course, For Whom the Bell Tolls by Ernest Hemingway that is the inspiration for Whom the Bell Tolls. Oh, right. One is inspired by a book called Johnny Got His Gun by Dalton Tremolo. It's fantastic. It's a little hard to find, but definitely worth your time. It's also very disturbing. Call of Cthulhu, obviously, by H.P. Lovecraft. And lately I've been reading Frank Belknap Long wrote a short story called Hounds of Tinderloss, which was the basis for All Nightmare Long. Oh, so, really? Uh, yeah. So I've only just started reading uh, Frank Belknap Long. I don't know what he's like yet, but that one story is very well paced and it's very well written. So it's only 12 pages, so I don't know what his writing style is like yet. But again, kind of hard to find. But if you like your weird fiction, try and track him down. He's so far so good. Metallica has like surprising moments like that. Yeah, exactly. Especially one. I think one is a great 
interpretation of the source material. And they actually bought the rights to the movie so they could use the movie in the video clip. And I kind of want to see it tried made into a movie again because it's it's heavy, but it's really good. Yeah, and it's one where I feel, <laughs> it's one where I feel <laughs> like, yeah, the song as a song stands on its own, but mm. then with the music video and the intercut clips from the movie, I yeah. think is a different bit of art all on its own. That, mm, absolutely. Yeah, you got to appreciate. Yeah, and I'd be yeah interested in hearing more about that one about based about All Nightmare Long because mm-hmm. like I'm a bit mixed on recent Metallica, but yeah, that is definitely one of their standout songs from yeah. Death Magnetic. How about you, Oscar? What are you into? I watched the first episode of Russian Doll on Netflix. Oh, I've been hearing that? things. I'm interested to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's basic. It's Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. That's darker. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the first episode, it's it's interesting because she doesn't seem to be trapped. She's trapped in a night, mm-hmm. and the first episode goes through like two iterations of where she could kind of go. So I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm just kind of I'm interested to see what they do with the premise. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, I have been very curious about um, Russian Doll. Was it? Yeah. 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 Not a recommendation or a condemnation. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's on there. Yeah. It's, it's like there have been a weird trend of like Groundhog Day esque things lately. Happy like Happy Death. Yeah. Day? And there was like another yeah. movie around the same time that had this more of a preteen kind of vibe. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. But, um, and and there was weird. one a few years ago. Mm. About I don't know what it was called, but it, it was this guy. Whenever he uh, like, it was like a sex comedy. Every time he came, <laughs> he'd reset the day. Um, wow! And so there's like one scene relatively early on where like there's bullies like trying to break into a classroom, and so he just starts jacking off in the corner. Um, I <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! You just reminded me. I didn't think I actually had a recommendation, and I just realized that I do. Just from that. Um, well, is, is, is it Sex Criminals uh, for no. the comic? <laughs> Time-traveling Sex Criminals? No. There was a movie I saw recently called Eighth Grade. Now, I think it's out of cinemas now, but it oh. was written and directed by Bo Burnham, who's yeah, yeah, a pretty amazing comedian. Musical comedy, I think, is mixed at best, but I think he's yeah a genuine talent, you know. Mm. He also directed Chris Rock's later stand-up special, Tambourine, which is fucking phenomenal. Right. Talented boy. Oh, very much so. And yeah, eighth graders, it's one of those sort of slice of life movies just Mm. telling the story of, yeah, a young girl in eighth grade, you know, she's at the end of American middle school, about to go to high school. And yeah, just sort of this transition period in her life, a lot's happening and, you know, and it's a nice window into a world that's growing up on social media, which, Mm. you know, Mm. I think, uh, I don't know about you, Oscar, but I mean, we sort of missed that a bit. I mean, we were online. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, I, I got I got MySpace. Facebook mm. started, you know, like what, like 2010 started yeah, being real popular yeah, yeah. in in Australian society. But yeah. yeah, we missed. But I'm, yeah. I'm so glad we did. Missed that boat. <laughs> but yeah, those sort of social media pages, even MySpace. You know, that was like when I was in uni, and you know, we were online, but it was more like MSN and yeah, um, I think that, ICQ. I think there's a very interesting disconnect between our generation of internet users for whom anonymity was the normal. Yes. And now we've got a generation growing mm. up where, no, you are yourself. And it's like, I think that's very different. I'm, I'm curious to, to explore well, that idea. And you're like, your port was stationary. You know, mm. you don't say BRB anymore because yeah. you are always there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, your, yeah. your phone's always in your pocket. You, you don't have to get off because your mum needs to use the, in, you know, the phone. <laughs> you're not AWK. It's no. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You have chat feeds where you don't say goodbye anymore because yeah well it's just ongoing yeah yeah yeah. 
So, yeah, 8th Grade, I think, yeah, is a very well-put-together film. It is a bit heavy at times, so, like, it's, yeah, a wonderful uh, film that's good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This just in, wonderful film is good. That's what I want in a recommendation. (laughs) A good thing. And, yeah, there is a scene with a kid jacking off. That's how I remember Uh, that. Oh, okay. I was going to get to... What the connection was. How did that synapse happen? Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, yeah, that about does it. Uh, let's get out of here. That's been Oscar Morphew. Yep, yep, yep. That's been BT Callaway. I'll just be sitting here going... <laughs> and I've been your host, Elliot J. <laughs> and I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house! Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! And meanwhile, just going... I'm so impressed you can do that without literally twiddling your thumbs. Coming off in KBL, we got the freeze that pees. In the morning. It's the morning, Joe. In the morning. We got a lot of buttons. Mornings. Mornings. (laughs) It's cold and it smells. That's the way it came. Oh, ooga. No, taxis, maxis. You're talking to me. (laughs) Say hello to my little friend. You had me at hello. Uh, fucking, what was the main overarching point that I was making before I got distracted with Willie's bag pipe? Oh yeah, I always get distracted by Willie's bag. <laughs> I like he said bag, and then to recover you said pipe, and they both mean something <laughs> dirty in different contexts. Yep. <laughs> Especially when he kisses owies as well. With a rake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is the Orville good? I watched like four or five episodes on a plane, and... Air travel makes me, like, really emotional, and I tend to like things a lot more than I normally would, but I got a lot out of it. Okay, cool. Yeah, because, I mean, that's, like, it's doing really well, apparently. I'm good for that. I haven't seen it at all yet. Yeah. uh, I'm be very judgy when I say it because I grew up on Star Trek. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, because I didn't, and, Mm. you know, to be quite honest, I used, like, Star Trek as a sleeping pill for a while there. But, like... Which way do you take the pill? uh, Shelves it. Just shelf some Picard. That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> I make it so. Um, <laughs> They're funny yeah. names. Yeah, yeah, funny names. Exactly. Like Cucamonga. Any, yeah, anytime the joke is quick. Seattle. <laughs> Cuckoo Chew. Uh, uh, what was your note, sorry? And I'm just doing bad New Yorker impressions now. Hey, doing a bad hey. New York accent hey. over here. I'm impersonating here. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> While the unprepared are still sitting around twiddling their thumbs and going Dad, the plan. I'm getting to that. So anyway, they're going Dad. So anyway, we get in our car and take the bridge out of town. While all the while they're still going Dad.